0: Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Basar Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Well, 2021, here we are. And uh, we're going to come around the Word today. And and God just put a Word on my heart today. And I want you to imagine for a moment uh, that you have the opportunity. I want you... Get your imagination. You can close your eyes. You can do whatever you need to do, but uh, for a moment, you have the opportunity to go and see your favorite uh, singer or musician or speaker, um, and it's at a large event, and uh, you have the opportunity to do that. Whoever that person may be, uh, someone you love, someone you've always maybe gone wanted to see, haven't been able to see. Maybe you might remember, you know, uh, an event you've been to where you saw. That person you love to their music, whoever that may be. I remember uh, it wasn't last year; the year before, we uh, Emma and I went down and saw Hugh Jackman uh, in his live, and he, he was great and um, and all that. If you ever watched *Not at Museum*, I would call him Huge Jackman. And um, if, obviously, no one's seen that movie. And uh, otherwise, you would have got that joke about two people. It's okay. Go and watch Not at Museum, and you'll see what I mean. Anyway, and so when we're going there, and we're in a you know, crowd of ten thousand people, and, you know, and so when you're in a, imagine you're there in your, you know, and that person that you've wanted to see maybe all your life, you're going, oh, finally I'm here, and and then you've, you know, you take pictures, or if you're allowed to in those events, and and uh, and your video, or whatever, and you're telling your friends or sending it off, and they're like that's awesome, and, and so being there. In the crowd, live in concert, like that's the, they're actually there. I'm in the same room as this person, and it's better, you know, being there than it is than you know watching it on a te- on television or hearing about it from someone who was there. Okay, and so you put yourself in that position. Great, there's there's the people. Everyone's there. They're loving the moment. They're involved and they're cheering or whatever. They're clapping or whatever, listening and and all that kind of stuff. Now imagine. That same, you get another invitation. But this time, it's you and 12 other people get to spend a night with that same person. Special invitation. And you get to sit in a room and uh, maybe there's some food or whatever. And, and, or they're, they're going to do a live concert or whatever just for you. And uh, and there's time in that time where you can actually they at the at the end there's time where you can sort of chat and say have you got a question you want to ask or whatever and you can have a bit of a chat and they answer and it's like and then and then you tell people oh really I just I just went to the concert and you got to hang out you know with a group of twelve other people and and all that and you said that's awesome and had uh, that night imagine if that happened and then and then you get another opportunity and it says hey. They they love hanging out with you, and they've said that um you know that they would love to just would you be would you want them to come over for dinner to your house? And uh, and so they're like and they're like what do you mean come over? to? Well, yeah, all well, that you know they just thought you know you went to that smaller event and and then now they'd love to come to your house for dinner and and they'll they'll come over and visit. We'll we'll provide everything. We'll provide the food. We'll do everything. And they just want to come and hang out with you for a night. And you will be like. No way, I don't want that to happen. You'll be like, yes, they're welcome. Then you'll spend three days cleaning your house. And then, so then, and then you go, yes, and you get to spend a night with this person, this famous singer, you know, that every, the world knows, or whoever it may be, or a speaker, or someone that's well known that's written books, or, you know, maybe they're a famous opera singer, or whoever it may be, whatever you're into, whatever you love, whatever solid music, maybe it's country and western. Yeah. down. And um, well, whoever it may be, and uh, but you have spent dinner with that person. Now, I want you to replace that person with Jesus. What type of relationship do you have with Jesus? Do you just spend most of your time in the crowd on a Sunday? What level of relationship? What depth of relationship do you have with Him? Is it in the smaller group. Maybe that's, that could be a family setting or extended family that get together regularly and you chat about God and you pray together or you worship. It could be a life group. It could be a prayer group. It could be a men's or women's group. Different groups and where you get together. Just socially with people but you hang out and, you, and your conversation revolves around Jesus and you invite him in and you maybe have questions and you chat and pray for each other. Is that, is that where most of your time is spent or... Or is there time when you spend personal time with Jesus? What type of relationship do you have with him? How deep is that relationship? One thing 2020 did is reveal how strong our relationship with Jesus is. It showed us, it showed us whether we, how strong it was because for a time there, we couldn't meet like this. We couldn't even meet in small groups. You could meet as your family and that was it for quite a bit of time. And so, you know, and I, and I know people and even now that are still struggling that aren't here today in church because their relationship with Jesus was all based around what happened on a Sunday. And when Sunday stopped, so they started to struggle in their relationship because they hadn't formed maybe a strong personal relationship with him. And maybe they couldn't meet in a smaller group either. And so suddenly you know, they couldn't go from you know, Sunday to Sunday. Maybe, the, maybe you show up on a Sunday and, and you say, God, pray for me, and, and God touches your heart, and you feel his love, and you feel his presence in this room. And maybe that might carry you to next week. But when that stops, what do you do? Because it did stop last year. What if that was to stop again in 2021? I'm not saying it will, but what in whatever circumstance, what if you prevented from, you can't suddenly meet with everyone else in a small group or a larger crowd or whatever, and there's different dynamics in all of them. What do you do? What level is your relationship with Him? Were you living off a, have you been living off a week-to-week church experience have have you know and none of let me just say that none of these levels of relationship they're all needed this is needed this is vital what we're doing on a sunday a small group is needed it's vital and your personal relationship with him is vital and needed all of them are needed all of them are vital and they all have different dynamics that you won't get from one to the other in romans 12 11 to 12 it says this Be enthusiastic. This is how God views our relationship with Him. This is what He wants. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion towards Him boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let Him fill you with excitement as you serve Him. Let this hope burst forth within you, releasing continual joy. Don't give up in a time of trouble, but commune with God at all times. Don't give up in a time of trouble, but commune with God at all times. That commune is really coming back to, hey, it's you and God need to stay connected. Commune with God at all times. So if you only limited yourself to a, You know, if you only met with Jesus in the crowd, and we're going to call the crowd like a Sunday is like meeting in the crowd. Jesus did all these three things. He met in crowds and multitudes, in tens of thousands of people. But if you just met Jesus in the crowd, you'll have a crowd level relationship that's where you'll sit you'll have a crowd level relationship now it's awesome being this morning in the worship and all that and God you know can speak to you and will speak to you and you can be healed you in know in you know, and people are healed and set free and all that kind of stuff can happen but also you're also sharing Jesus with a whole lot of people at the same time and so it's, it's, it's great to be in the crowd it's great and God will speak to you but he's also going to be speaking to others as well and there's a different dynamic happens I mean if it's the only place that you say I spent want to meet with Jesus. in the only place you pray, the only place you reach out to God, then this will be the level of your relationship. This is where it will stay if you only meet him in the crowd. It'll be pers- it won't be as personal as it could be. Maybe if it was just meeting in a smaller group, you'll have that level, a smaller group relationship level with Jesus. It'll be closer than meeting in the crowd, but it's still not as close as it can be. And you'll miss some of the dynamics, and we'll talk about that in a moment, some of the dynamics that do happen in the crowd, because there's things that happen in the crowd, as we read in the Bible, that ha- don't happen in the smaller group or don't happen on the one-on-one relationship with him. And so there's different things you miss out on. But also in the smaller group, you can have time to t- ask, maybe sit down and ask a few more questions. When we're in the crowd, it's usually like we're hearing from God and we we're not having conversations about all this stuff because of time or whatever it may be. And the same thing happened with Jesus. There was crowds of people that followed him, and there were so many people that usually Jesus was sharing or Jesus was speaking and they were listening and they were learning and all that kind of stuff. And he was praying for there was much need and he's praying for people. But in, when we get in a smaller group, it's like, oh, we have a few conversations. We talk about stuff. We we build relationship. We get closer, our connections with other Christians are much closer, and, and our connection with Jesus, therefore, is drawn in closer as well. And the third one is, if you just meet one-on-one with Jesus, you'll have a personal relationship with him, which is awesome. We all need this. But then also, if that's the only way, it's just you and Jesus and no one else, you miss out on the encouragement from other people. You miss out on the fellowship and the time building relationships with other people. We all need that. You miss out on the dynamic of what happens in the crowd. You miss out on seeing other people's lives being encountering God. I love being in church and seeing, you know, I'll come and if God doesn't touch me or whatever, it's okay. Because I look and I, if I see someone else getting healed and getting set free and they're encountering God and they're weeping God's presence, I'm like, well, that'll do. That's fine. I'm happy to come to church because I love to watch people encounter Him. And if you don't meet in the crowd, then you miss that. Yes, it can happen in a small group as well to a certain extent. But the crowd, you see, it's where the excitement is. It's where, incredible, the miracles happen. All these types of relationships are important and they're needed. I said that before. They're all important. They're all needed. They all have different dynamics. But the relationship that will sustain us long term is the time spent one on one in a personal relationship with Jesus? So you can survive as a Christian for an extended period of time without meeting in the crowd in a large degree. And we did that in 2020. We had it online or whatever, you know, and so you watch a bit online. It wasn't the same as meeting together. And so, but we were separated, but we majority of people survive we made it through all right and uh, you can survive for a period of time meeting you know not meeting in a smaller group as well but long term if your personal relationship with Jesus was removed and you just Spend no time, and what I'm talking about is like you spend no time reading the word, we're not praying at all, we're not thinking about Him, we're not having any conversations, we're just, we're not, we're not, just not making any effort, we're just doing whatever else, but there's no personal time made for Jesus. Then, long term, su- you will suffer, long term, you won't make it, long term, your relationship would just drift apart. Jesus met in the crowd. And I'll read a couple of scriptures in a moment. He met in the crowd. He met, he met people, you know, when, when, when I say the crowd, we're talking. About he met in hundreds, he met with thousands, he met in tens of thousands, multitudes, the Bible says. That's tens of thousands of people followed him. He met in the crowd. He met in small groups. He met with the disciples, was a small group. He often met with the 12, the 12 disciples. And there's different dynamics happen. And he also met personally, one-on-one, with many disciples different people and for this morning i just want to talk about these three things and show some examples of these three things how important it is and the different dynamics that happen so the crowd mark 3 7 to 12 says massive crowds follow jesus once again jesus withdrew with his disciples to the lakeside but a massive crowd we're talking about a multitude a crowd of people followed him from all around the provinces of Galilee and the so- and southern Israel. Vast crowds came from Jerusalem, Judea, beyond the Jordan, from Lebanon. Large numbers of people swarmed in from Listen to the words. These days, swarmed in from everywhere when they heard of him and his wonderful works. The crowd pressed so closely to Jesus that he instructed his disciples to bring him a small boat to get into the uh, get into and keep from being crushed by the crowd. For he had healed so many that the sick kept pushing forward just so they could touch Jesus, and whoever. And whenever a demon saw him, it would throw the person down at Jesus' feet, screaming out, "You are the Son of God!" Whenever a demon saw Jesus, that would be a little bit distracting, but Jesus dealt with it. But Jesus would silence the demons and he sternly order them not to not reveal who he was. So, because he was healing so many—we're talking hundreds of people—because so many being healed. People swarmed in, not just from one town, but the whole region, the whole area. And they all pressed in just to, if they could just touch Jesus, they knew they'd be healed. The crowd is full on. The crowd's exciting. The crowd has the impossible becoming possible. In Matthew 15, 29 to 31, it says, Uh, After leaving Lebanon, Jesus uh, went to Lake Galilee, climbed a hill nearby and sat down. Then huge crowds of people streamed up the hill, bringing with them the lame, blind, deformed, mute and many others in need of healing. They laid them at Jesus' feet and he healed them all. He healed them all. Not just some. He healed them all. All the lame. All the blind, all the deformed, all the mute, and many others in need of healing, he healed them all. And the crowds marveled with rapture and amazement, astounded over the things they were witnessing with their own eyes. The lame were walking, the mute were speaking, the crippled were made well, and the blind could see. For three days, everyone, for three days, everyone celebrated the miracles as they exalted and praised the God of Israel." That's the crowd. That's what church should be like. The book of Acts Church was like that. Where they were amazed at the miracles that happened. And I believe as we walk into 2021, that as things in our world maybe in some ways grow darker, the light's going to grow lighter. And there's going to be a wave... And release of miracles and signs and wonders across the earth in Australia, in our state, in Harvey Bay, in our church. And there's going to be a way, there's, God's going to release miracles, and every sign, every wonder, every miracle points to Jesus it lifts it points people to Jesus it's not to glorify ourselves it's not to make us look good it's simply to point people to Jesus a sign and a wonder a sign tells you where something is a sign points to something every sign every wonder every miracle points to Jesus every sign should point to Jesus and the world is going to marvel and be amazed at what God does All that kind of stuff happened in the crowd. Yes, there was larger crowds and smaller crowds, but the crowd had a different dynamic to the others. If you're in the crowd, there's always action. It's exciting. It's faith-building. It's a celebration. All those things are like when you see someone who can't walk, suddenly walk, or someone that can't speak, suddenly speak, or they're healed for something... By something from uh, an incurable disease and all that stuff, you're going. That's that's impossible, and, but God did it. You're amazed, and and the only response is like, let's let's celebrate God, and that's what they did for three days when they saw these amazing things happen. And there's time after time, scripture after scripture that says the same thing. He healed them all, and all these incredible miracles happen. That's the crowd. People love being in the crowd. You can be in the crowd and still not follow Jesus. Because plenty of them didn't. Some people got healed by Jesus and he never saw them again. Healed the, lep- the ten lepers and one came back out of ten to give him thanks and praise. And Jesus' first question was, where are the other nine? Where's the other nine? And he said, because of your, you've come back to give me praise. He said, I'll make you Whole. In other words, he received salvation. Total, in other words, he's a leper. All his skin was, you know, the others were healed but would have had the leprosy and the missing fingers and all that still. And he said, I'll make you whole. And what he meant was that all his fingers grew back and all his toes grew back and all his skin was. He was like made brand new, made whole because he came back and said, Jesus, I'll follow you. That's the difference. You can be in the crowd and still not follow Jesus, be in the excitement and go, "This is awesome!" But that, and, but if you don't get into relationship with Jesus, you can still miss it. What about the small group in Matt Mark four ten to eleven? It says afterwards, Jesus and his disciples and those close to him remained behind to ask Jesus about the parables. He told all these stories, these parables, to the people and the disciples. Then afterwards, what's the Crowd of people have gone, got a chance to chat to him about it. He said to them the privilege of intimately knowing the mystery of God's kingdom realm has been granted to you, but not to the others, where everything is revealed in parables. So because they were part of the small group and had time to spend with Jesus and chat to Jesus, he said, i can reveal things to you. That I can't reveal to others. In time, they found out, but at that point in time, there were things revealed and held back that only he talked about with those 12, with the small group. And there's things that will happen on church on a Sunday. You you can grow to a certain level and and encounter God, but I tell you what, if you really want to grow and you really want to get discipled, it'll happen in a small group much quicker. It'll happen by getting together with others and chatting about the Word of God and reading the Word to God together and worship and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, in the coming weeks, we'll talk about what we're going to do with that. We're going to run an Alpha through our whole church starting in February. I'm not going to talk about that today. But the whole point is... Running that is so that we grow strong as a solid foundation, not just a few of us, but every single one of you who are a part of Bayside Church, every single one of you who are calling us this church home or, or have friends that you want to bring along. We want you to be solid. We want to have a solid foundation. We're about solid in the Word of God so that no matter what comes against us, you will not be shaken. And so, small groups are vitally important. And Jesus shared stuff with, with, the, with those 12 that he didn't share in the crowd. He talked about things in the smaller group of people he didn't share with the crowd at all. In Mark 9, 35 to 37, it says, Jesus sat down, called the 12 disciples around him and said to them, If anyone wants to be first, he must be content to be the last and become a servant to all. Then he had a child come and stand among them. He wrapped the child in his arms and said to them, Whoever welcomes a little child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes not only me but the one who sent me. There were things he shared with the twelve that he didn't do with the crowd. He shared things about the what what was gonna happen to him. He shared about he's gonna he said, I'm basically gonna die, you know, and in and three days I'm gonna rise again. And they were trying to get their head around that, but he only he didn't share that with the crowd. He only shared it with the twelve, with a small group of people. There's intimate things, there's things that God will only share with you, and your things you'll you'll learn and come across and grow in in a smaller group. Same as when you get Into a one-on-one, when it's personal, you make time to spend just you and God. There's things that you will only share with you there that he won't share in the crowd, that he won't share in the small group either. Each level of relationship goes deeper and deeper and deeper. There's certain things that Jesus only revealed to the disciples. And the last one... His personal encounter. There's a story in the Bible, and, uh, which I love. There's many stories where Jesus has one-on-one conversations with people. And there's a story in the Bible about um, the woman at the well. And instead of me reading the story, I want to show it to you. And uh, I want to finish today with, with this. And um, there's a series called The Chosen. And some of you may have seen that and uh, they have, uh, it's a story about Jesus and the disciples uh, and you can watch it for free through your phone or tablet or whatever but uh, I've got this clip about where Jesus meets with this woman at the well and it's the whole story as we read it in the Bible with a few, fills in a few gaps in there with the chosen to make the story flow but you'll get the idea of it but I want you to watch what happens when Jesus encounters someone personally so can we play that live today?
2: told me everything I've done. Oh, he must be the Christ!
0: Hey, <laughs> wait! you what, dear? You forgot your, um... Good. If you read the story, what happens next? She runs back to the village and tells the whole village. And the Bible, all the Bible says is for the next two days, Jesus goes into that village and doesn't say what happened, but I'm sure that they uh, encountered God in a powerful way. There's nothing that beats a personal encounter. The worship team, you can come on up. There's nothing that beats personal time or a personal encounter with Jesus it's great to be in the crowd it's vital we meet together in the in the crowd on a Sunday it's the Bible says you never stop doing that we need to meet in small groups we need to meet you know and with fellowship and grow together but we need to meet one-on-one and make time for him to make time to meet with Jesus personal encounter doesn't always have the excitement of the crowd, but it's like, but it's life-giving and life-changing, just like in her life. Jesus does a deeper work in your life when you have personal time with him. He does a deeper work in your life when you make personal time when you make room for him in 1 corinthians one thirty, it says for it is not from man that we draw our life but from god as we are being joined to jesus the anointed one and now he is our god-given wisdom our virtue our holiness and our redemption just like she found out the disciples that followed jesus changed the world They changed the world because they met in the crowd. In the book of Acts, you can read about it. They met in small groups, but they had one-on-one time with him regularly. Jesus regularly went up the mountaintop, the Bible says, to spend time with the Father. Even Jesus took time away from the crowd to be by himself to meet with the Father. And if Jesus had to do that, then we definitely have to. So what type of relationship, what level of relationship do you have? This year, 2021, as we start, my encouragement to you is, how strong is your personal relationship with Him? How much time do you make to spend with Him? I'm not talking about hours a day. I'm talking about making some time. What am I talking about? Reading the Word of God. Praying. When you're in the car, Instead of throwing on another radio station or whatever it may be, throw on some worship music. Every every time you get alone, why don't you focus that time with Him? Why don't you pray? Why don't you take a moment to spend with Jesus? Because whatever is thrown at us in these coming days and years, it won't be hanging out in the crowd that's going to sustain you. To a certain extent, it won't even be that small group maybe that sustains you if you can't meet in that small group. But nothing can remove your personal relationship with Him. No matter what outside influence, no matter what things come against you or set against you, no one and nothing can take away that relationship with Jesus. And the thing that will sustain you long term is making room to spend time with him personally the spiritual temperature of your life will be determined by the level of your relationship with Jesus when God wrote this his word before it said in that scripture that he views as he says to be boiling hot the only way you stay hot is to have that personal relationship with him why don't you stand to your feet today I believe twenty twenty one that God has incredible things in store. I am. Um, I was listening to um, some of you would know Rodney Howard Brown. He was. They. They've having. They've had church every day for the last two hundred and twenty days, and uh, streaming live around the world. They've just. They decided to meet after what happened early in the year, and um, and I was listening to part of a service last night, and he, and he just believed. This is what he said. He said. I believe in 2021 that the book of Acts is going to come alive again around the world. And he said he said this and he said that, he says, he encouraged his own church and people watching. He said, for the month of January, and you've still got time to start today. He said, I encourage you to read a book or a chapter a day of the book of Acts. Read the book of Acts during the month of January and allow what God did, the miracles, the signs and wonders and, and watch and watch them come alive in your life. Read them again about what God did with the early church. And he believes that it's not just about church, but he said it's gonna come alive in our everyday lives, up the street, in your homes, wherever you are, that they're gonna just naturally happen through your own personal lives. And, and, and And we just have to take a hold of that and believe for that and say, God, come come no matter what the the enemy has a plan the enemy has a plan he's trying to you know outwork but God's plan is much greater and much bigger and God will will, God I think is going to switch everything around and what what the enemy meant for evil God is going to turn it all for good and we're going to see an awakening of God's spirit and power across our nation and the nations of the world and no matter what sickness or disease or viruses or whatever may come or control may come God is able to move through all of that and break down every barrier and move in great power and authority, drawing all men unto himself. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at our Christian Church.